So today, there's not much need or space for a teaser because we're doing something different. My teasers usually like the thought to get you warmed up on things, but uh, for the teaser, I will have my co-host introduce themselves. Hello, I am the famous Sarah that uh, gets talked a lot on the podcast that edits everything. Yeah, the silent Sarah partner <laughs> is actually joining us today. So uh, today we are going to look at the year in review for the Inclusive Activism Podcast. We're probably going to post this around mid-February, the first time we posted anything. And so we wanted to talk about lessons learned, where we've grown, what we've learned, what we've done, and all those type of things, and then share what this has done for us. So hopefully uh, we'll get to hear some things from y'all as far as what this has done for y'all. So uh, today we'll cover a couple of questions that'll kind of get a sense of how those things have unfolded for us. And we will also... Uh, kind of, I'm gonna take Sarah with me along our normal check-in thing. So welcome back to the podcast. Um, it's going good, and we haven't been able to record in 2018 until now. This is the first 2018 recording session, and it was done on the 15th uh, Martin Luther King Day. Today. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> and so um, the podcast is doing well. We had a big 75-day download the, a few days ago, which was cool. We still need some more ratings and reviews and voicemails, uh, but I'm sure those will all come along. Uh, remember, you can rate and review the podcast. You know where the rate and reviews are, Sarah? You listen to this yes, <laughs> I know. So Google Play, iTunes. Uh, what is that one that has a weird name? Was like there's a uh, Overcast, Overcast, Player FM, Pocket Casts. All of those are places that you can do it. Some of those things you can't review. It's mostly Apple Podcasts yeah. that I think that you can review. Uh, but that makes a really, really big difference. And, um, you know, the word's starting to get out there more and more people are listening and hearing stuff. But again, I'd like to get more people involved and those things go on, make a huge difference as well. And I'd still love to get people to do, to have the voicemail line be a little bit more active. Uh, I think that's the potentially really cool part of what could happen here. So if you're interested or if you just are a long time listener, check in because I have no idea who you are, really. You may have listened to everything we've done and I don't know you. So call and introduce yourself. The phone number to do that is 860-576-9393. What's that number, Sarah? Uh, 860-576-9393. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And you can always email us at inclusiveactivism at cox.net as well. Um, inclusiveactivism at cox.net. So we're going to go ahead and do our normal check-ins, but I'm going to have Sarah check in with me. So for self-care, uh, I was able to lift four times this week, as well as get all three sessions of cardio in, even with damaged hands, which I'll talk about in another podcast. Uh, so that was really good because I got all my meditation done, all my cardio done, and all my lifting done. So I was really happy with that. And the other thing that I needed to do is... Um, Again, I won't really talk about it on this podcast, but I've had some really difficult and traumatic things happen in the last week or two. So um, kind of just hunkering down and taking care of ourselves and making sure me, Michelle, and uh, my family at home was okay was really what I needed to do. So how about your self-care? So for my self-care, since this is the first time uh, checking in, over the holidays, because I just started at ASU, so my schedule was a bit crazy. 
I decided we decided during the holidays to do it a, a little differently. So we ended up just having people that wanted to be around us. We did holidays instead of going with the regular obligation of meeting family we stayed home we did our stuff and we opened our doors to whoever wanted to come and we ended up having a lot of people that didn't have a place to go for thanksgiving for christmas for new year's eve come to our house so to me that was self-care because i was not stressed and i was happy I also, my mom came from, from uh, the Azores, well actually from Portugal because now she lives in the mainland, for Christmas and it was actually a surprise, my husband surprised me with that, so that was pretty awesome. And uh, I started running, so I run like uh, three times a week, which is hard and I always have to force myself to do it but once I do it I feel good and energized and it's very important to feel energized because between two kids a full-time schedule a scholarship program that uh, that takes a lot of time and uh, kids it's yeah. <laughs> it's a lot uh, it's a lot to do so but running is uh, really cool I'm sure you'll find over time too like I'm finding Doing cardio again really sucks because like my breath is just not there. But um, the quality of breath yes. uh, gets all that toxins and stuff out, helps you think better, creates new uh, oxygen pathways. Mm -hmm. No, it's and it also is good because I picked the thing that I hated the most to do because I also said if I can run, I can do anything. That's true. So. I know, running is awful. <laughs> um, so checking in on activism, I have not done really any activism since I've checked in on you. Again, like we've had some traumatic stuff that happened that we had to take care of. And so um, I will be getting involved in that in the coming weeks, but um, you have to take care of yourself when it's time to take care of yourself. And that's where I've found myself more recently. For me, activism, well, I was uh, very lucky and blessed to be accepted to a program called uh, Next Generation Service Corps at ASU. And so the entire program goes around uh, activism. Uh, in, a, in one semester, we have to do eight hours of service. We have to have an event that is uh, civil military interaction. We have to be part of our mission teams where we work on our vision to a better world. And so we have to make either volunteer work or put on, um, how, to, how to explain, like kind of sessions where people can come and be exposed to other subjects like mass incarceration or rape culture, stuff like that, depending on your mission. So I'm always very active during my semesters. So during the break, I kind of stopped a little bit. Plus I got really sick, so <laughs> activism was not uh, there. <laughs> so one of the new things I'll be adding this year is a recommendation for self-growth. So this is gonna be something that brings you joy, that's making you better, that's building capacity. Um, that's something that you can recommend for the rest of us so we can get a little bit better. So for me, it is going to be the Happiness Podcast. So I've been listening with, to the Happiness Podcast, and it's produced by Dr. Robert Fluff, who lives uh, not too far from us. He lives over in the Orange County area. Oh, cool. Uh, so he's a national speaker and stuff. And he'd been getting a hold of me on LinkedIn and just kind of like lauding me for little like benefits, like, hey, nice podcast, Tom. Good to see you growing professionally. Congratulations on your anniversary. 
And uh, I've been listening to it for, I want to say about nine months. And uh, it's interesting because I think he takes a very Buddhist perspective on uh, looking at happiness and what can you do and non-attachment stuff and little things that you can do to grow your happiness. And um, it's interesting because that sense of personal leadership or making a difference for others, you know, he talks about a lot of that stuff in his podcast too, has kind of helped me grow and see things differently. And so that's going to be my recommendation for you. It's the Happiness Podcast, and it's got a picture of a lady jumping down a beach with some giant flowy robe thing. Happiness Podcast. It looks really happy. Yeah, she seems (laughs) overjoyed. I know. I will have a more theoretical recommendation. With everything happening in the in the past uh, years and the division coming, I feel like reflective listening will probably would be my rec- recommendation for 2018. It's so easy to be ready to give an opinion and to criticize and to judge and to react instead of thinking and uh, sitting down listening to what others have to say, even if it sounds impossible, even if the person that you're listening to is so different, so on the other side of what you think you are, that's when it's most important important to listen. That's when, that's when you sit down and you really make an effort to be at the biggest discomfort you can because you think that whatever they say that you will never agree with anything and then you find out that you actually do because you listened. So reflective listening would probably be... So Sarah, how do you do reflective listening? Well, number one, you don't sit down and think of an argument to respond to whatever the person is, is saying. You actually engage with the person, you ask questions, and I think also the, the, the biggest uh, things, like when we say go with an open mind is very broad, I say sit down and be ready to be challenged, be ready to uh, not uh, feel comfortable because you're listening to something that your brain doesn't completely wrap around it. And so, yeah, I think sitting down, being kind and being ready to be challenged, not think of a rebuttal and be willing to, to let the person express themselves, I think it's the most important thing. And with that process, you want to make sure the goal isn't to talk at all. The goal specifically is to make sure that the person talking to you feels heard and understood and appreciated. So when you're sitting down and doing reflective listening, the goal is to make sure the other person feels heard and knows that they know you understand what they're saying. Yes. So taking some time and doing that thing, I'm sure, will do a lot to build you slash our capacity. So with that, we are going to move into the questions and the year in review for the Inclusive Activism Podcast. So first off, the question I have for Sarah is, what has this year been like? Um, Tell me about your experiences, um, ups, downs, sideways. I mean, we'll get into some specifics, but what do you think that year's been like for you? How would you describe the year in editing your first podcast? I would definitely describe it as growing pains and fun. So when you first approached me with this idea of starting a podcast, I was like, yeah, of course. And I obviously was uh, in my mind, oh, this will be easy. It'll be fun. I can just 
added to my day-to-day -day, like laundry list of things to do I'll be okay and obviously I didn't I didn't realize not so much how much work it would be it was just how organized I would have to be in order to 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 actually do that so I went through the process I was I was again we worked together before then and you introduced me to the seven habits of highly effective people and that helped a lot uh, but also like my uh, determination of being a part of this because I really love this this podcast and I think that uh, we're far from being done. I wanted to be a part of this so much that I no matter what, no matter how hard it got, I was like, I am going to find a way to do this. So this year it was about, I don't know, like growing in a sense of taking more responsibility for for my actions, being able to see ahead instead of like flying through the seam of my pants, <laughs> you know. Finding, finding a rhythm with this, I, I was very worried when I left PVCC to go to ASU. I was very worried that I was not going to be able to continue to do the podcast because I was like, oh my God, I have 80 hours of homework a week and I have two children and I have a full uh, scholarship that I am also committed to. So I'm like, I'm not going to find time to do this. But that organization, that way of... Um, of saying no, I have to fit this into my day and I have to find a way to do it, helped me organize myself because I finished my semester with all A's and I think, I think I got one podcast in late because I I had a, like a night late. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but so I posted it Monday morning. Is what happened. Yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> late. So yeah, but. Because I, the irony of that is that I had actually already, uh, I was finished with it. Yeah. And instead of sending directly, I was like, oh, I'll wait for some reason. I don't even remember why. Yeah. And so because it was done and I had checked off my list, I was like, oh, I'm good. I, in my mind, because it's so mechanism, like, yeah. oh, I already sent it to, to, to Rowdy. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I did not! Yeah. No, so that was why I was late. So it's ironic because it was already done two days before. Yeah, and just didn't get it said. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, I think the challenge has been weathering the storms, like the ups and downs. The um, Sometimes I'm really busy and sometimes I'm not busy at all. Mm -hmm. And so I can get a lot done when I'm not busy. And then when I'm super busy, it's really hard to like find something and put something together. Some podcasts are really super dense and informative, mm -hmm. like the um, the white working class thing. Like a lot of stats went into that. You know, when I, the one that will be coming out on white affirmative action, a lot of information on that. Very stat heavy. Uh, racial empathy gap had a lot of research in it. It's hard to read that much research and be interesting, <laughs> talk in the same type of way that uh, hopefully is listenable. And um, a lot of discipline. It takes so much discipline to do this. Like when I was talking in the possibility of the pain threshold uh, about maximal ways to increase your discipline, <laughs> start and do a podcast. I'm sure when I was like, right, Sarah, yes. you were like, yep, oh yeah, yeah, that takes a lot of, it's a big challenge because it doesn't seem like much objectively, but to get it done, every two weeks and then also to come up with something interesting 
Um, I can tell you personally, trying to think of something to talk about over and over and over again is a challenge. And to come up with new ideas or to try to come up with catchy titles, like getting pulled over in a self-driving car, I thought was a really interesting <laughs> title, but it didn't get like the downloads I hoped for, even though I knew it was a really good thought, was interesting. So uh, I know I learned a lot about how to structure a speech, how to make that process better and more interesting. I know I got a lot better over the course of that year. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm, the good news is I still have tons of ideas of new things to talk about. And even when I get something crossed off, I can come up with another couple of other things to come up with. And then two, um, I'm gonna get back into a little bit more interviewing. Like again, Dr. Robert Pluff is gonna be interviewed for the Inclusive Activism Podcast in the near future. And so trying to find the balance between interviews, podcasts like this, podcasts where it's just me, podcast on personal growth, podcast on diversity and inclusion. Finding the balance on all that stuff is uh, interesting. So uh, it's been good, frustrating, annoying, and you know, I've grown like quite a bit. I'd still like to see it grow more, but um, I remember when those things happen, I remember the goal is not to have thousands of listeners. The goal is to be able to say I have done it enough that hopefully I can come up with enough information that I can come up with negative themes to write a book or have something seminal that came up through this experience. So Sarah, next question is, what do you think you learned? Well, to go back to what I was saying, uh, I learned to be a lot more efficient. Uh, so th this is this is a typical week for me, right? I wake up, I take care of dinner, so that I have dinner to do that night. What time do you get up? I get up normally between five thirty uh, or six thirty, and on days of heavy homework, four a.m. Wake up, take care of dinner, wake up the girls, breakfast get them out the door uh, to school, uh, take care of, uh, of homework. If, uh, if it's a day that I have school, uh, I normally have already my homework done. I'm just doing some reading for the day after. Yeah. Go to school or stay at home doing homework because it's my homework day. Uh, if, it's, if I'm home with the, my homework day, I take care of laundry, I take care of, of the house as I'm doing the, the, the homework. If I'm at school, uh, I'm just in class. And then uh, this is like mostly Monday through Thursday. Friday is my podcast day. Every day I do, I do the same thing. So I wake up, I take care of dinner, I take care of the kids, either school or homework. Friday I get, I do my, my podcast, I do other homeworks, and hopefully during the weekend I do as la like school-related, like as little as possible so I have time for my kids. But when, when the weeks are a little crazy, it is impossible, so normally I spend like at least four hours doing homework even on the weekend. And then at night, uh, when the the when my family is eating uh, dinner, I either am in downtown or Tin P for whatever I have to do for my uh, my uh, scholarship program. Mm -hmm. And this is every week for 16 weeks. So I had to learn to be extremely efficient. I had to learn how to not give myself more work. Procrastination is not an option for me because otherwise it's not so much that I get held behind on homework or, or I don't deliver the podcast on time, is that I don't get to be with my children and I don't get to have That's time. A yes, and I don't have time to 
enjoy my family, my dogs, my my husband, my children, have fun and, and quality time with them. So by the end of 16 weeks, they simply didn't have a mom and didn't see me at all. So that's that's one of the, the main things that I learned. Uh, the other thing that I learned was to edit uh, sound way better. <laughs> yeah. Now, like in the beginning, it would take me close to four or five hours to edit one podcast. Nowadays, it's an hour. Sorry about that. That's some, of, <laughs> some of that's my fault for the ums and like and so's and whatever other verbal pauses that yes. you had to deal with. It also was like I was so afraid of doing interviews in the in the beginning. Uh, my my Mount Everest was without a doubt the interview with Luke Black. Where, funny enough, I was not even in America when I did that, which probably didn't help either. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was uh, that that is something that I learned nowadays is like how, to be more technical and to be less perfectionist so the podcasts are still still very good i i don't feel like i decreased in in the quality but i don't try to get every um i can yeah. leave one or two ums yeah. there yeah definitely so for me uh it was organization i think recently i've gotten a lot better at finishing mm -hmm. like the end of podcasts have been if you look at the last like four, have been really good yes. endings, like really solid. When I talked about, oh, acting woke, but still being asleep and like, you know, you just block out of your mind that someone's freezing to death. Um, like that was really good. I think that with the pain threshold, the idea of that there's this you that's trying to drag you down every day. I was really proud of that idea. That was cool. I hit that well. Um, I like the teasers in the beginning. Six Step Guide, Marilyn Cristiano, I don't know if you've been listening recently, but we've been using that. Uh, and then uh, checking in, I, I don't know how that's received, like with my, me talking about self-care or uh, my own activism. I don't know if that's helpful or if that's wasted time. <laughs> Feedback would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> uh, but so far, so good. The other thing I think I've learned is how to talk about really complex, complicated ideas and I think a way that is easy to understand and easy to digest. I feel like that's something that's gotten a lot better. I think that's something that's been a skill of mine. I think it's been getting better with the podcast. One of the things that um, I don't know that I've learned yet, if I've figured out any mega themes yet, uh, as far as looking at what all personal leadership does with diversity and inclusion work and how that connects together and how being an inclusive activist makes you a better human being. Like, I don't know if I've found those things exactly yet, but it's only been a year, so I've got some time. So I think uh, when I think about learned, it's being creative enough to think of new ideas, learning how to do research, finding ways to do compelling and interesting interviews, and oh God, the technical aspects of running a website. I still need to get like a little bio from you to put on our yeah, website. True. So it's only going to be like two paragraphs, so yeah. it should be pretty easy, <laughs> and it should be in a personal state, your personal statement, <laughs> so you can pull from there. Um, but yeah, that's WordPress, <laughs> uh, uploading podcasts, uh, how to fix problems with that. I've learned a lot. So, so Sarah, next question is: What has been your most fascinating mistake so far? My most fascinating mistake. I had a few. Well. One, I think the my most fascinating mistake was not uh, assigning a day to uh, edit the podcast, because then it was 
a complete madhouse. It would be like, oh my God, is this the week for podcast or not? <laughs> and do, do I have a podcast due? And and then running to the to the bedroom on Saturday at eight o'clock at night. Oh my God, I have to I have to <laughs> do this. So I think that was my my most fascinating mistake was not uh, not like going back to that theme of discipline, not giving myself enough time to succeed. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I think that was it. So for me, it was trying to use uh, logic. I <laughs> attempted to use logic and I used to do music and I thought it was going to be a really great idea to pump up the compression because <laughs> when you do music and you compress vocals, like they sound really tight and nice. When you compress a podcast vocal, what happens? <laughs> so uh, I ended up wasting like three podcast sessions on stuff I had to go back and re-record, which sucked because, you know, when you get that stuff done early, you're ahead. Uh, when you do it wrong, you are behind. And um, trying to play with that and make that better was a mistake. <laughs> so... It's something uh, I definitely don't think I'm going to do. So that was my biggest mistake. I think uh, trying to do more than I really know how to do. It was actually funny because when, when I received the, the first podcast to, to edit, I was like, Hey, Roddy, did you use the compressor? And he's like, yeah, I did. Like, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm doing with that. So even when I did music, I never ran the computer side of things like uh, I, I am better in the content delivery area uh, thinking of ideas not uh, technical crap it's not the <laughs> skill set so now we are going to go with our top three favorite podcasts to date so what is it why is it uh, keep an eye on the time um, and let them know what it is Alright, so my three top my top three are racial empathy gap, mostly because I, I found it very interesting. There's some things that you can under, understand or explain why they happen. And this uh, podcast really explained why sometimes the empathy gap is there between races, which I thought it was very interesting. Self-driving cars, like how to get pulled over uh, for self-driving cars, because they're coming and it's something that we don't think about and so it was uh, it was a really neat exercise to see the future i guess and uh, cannot compartmentalize social change because we always try to it's like we try to uh, differentiate one issue over the other well black people and police brutality are two different things and they're really not uh, so for me, I think I enjoyed fragility the most because I will practice fragility from time to time if I don't watch myself. So looking at that and getting a sense that um, fragility is just a way of your privileged self of trying to defend you not needing to evolve was interesting. I hadn't heard that before, I think, but I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard a lot on fragility because it just people get really buttered <laughs> around the idea of fragility specifically. So I thought that one was interesting, and that had a lot of downloads. Uh, the pain threshold, I liked a lot. I had a really, really hard time trying to come up with a language for how to describe the you that wants to be less than, lesser you. Um, that was difficult. I have a language for it, but it's not inclusive. And that was a challenge for me. 
So coming up with an idea of how to be better or that you, in not pushing yourself, just allow yourself to coast and be like a crappy version of you, I thought was cool. I like that a lot. That was my favorite personal leadership one. Um, the Hegemony series was really eye-opening. Um, if you haven't had the chance to read the book Christian Hegemony, I can't remember by who it was. I think it's Paul Cabell. Paul Kibble? I'm not 100% on that. But fascinating, and as a Christian, rough. <laughs> a rough examination. Uh, and then the last one, uh, this is just something that I think that made a difference for me, is the mandatory self-care 2017. The fact that I spent a year meditating. Uh, Michelle says I'm amazingly different. The fact that I've even thought about doing cardio, I think, made a difference. And so, knowing that a year has made me different, makes me want to think of new things to do differently this next year. So those are my favorite podcasts. What do you think your biggest breakthrough was? I think my uh, my biggest breakthrough was probably <coughs> how to help myself become more efficient. It's been the theme of, of this of this uh, podcast uh, of this uh, year's podcast was that is just like making sure that I could still do it without uh, having to give up anything else and being able to respond to all my commitments equally. Yeah, for me, it was trying to find new ways to come up with new content, experiment with new ideas. I think this dual podcast thing might be interesting. Yes, I like that. But again, we may never know. Yes. 860-576-9393. Feedback. <laughs> it would be cool. Like, you could actually help us make it better. But whatever, you know. No um, that would be a cool breakthrough to talk about next Yes, year. it would. So how are you feeling about the podcast and how are you feeling about it moving... Well, we talked about how you felt about it. What are you thinking and feeling about it moving forward? Well, I think that now that we finally got into a groove, um, I think that now we can have more time to explore other things like how to get feedback, how to get ratings up, yeah. how to, you know, like exper experiment with other things uh, that can make the, the podcast uh, move forward and change. I think that um, with feedback and everything is something that we we will eventually break through. You know, people will find a way to. It doesn't even have to be a voicemail. Like sending an email yeah, nowadays yeah. is like sending a text message. Yeah. Hey Rowdy, how's it going? <laughs> totally. Do -do 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 -do. Done. You can put it on the social media side. Yes, anything. Yeah. And I think that's. I think that will be our next big thing. Is find feedback. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, I think the dual podcast thing will be interesting where I just get a person and we do something together. So the podcast that we'll be doing um, via whatever technique we use with Dr. Pluff is going to be cool because his podcast is really, really, really good. Uh, and then he's got a ton of listeners too. So the opportunity to expose to new audiences is going to be neat. Uh, if we could ever figure out how to make Google Ads work, would be cool. Um, if you could ever like actually get the hours you put into this, like to count as an internship, is it's mandatory. We just have to figure that out because you put too much work in, and it is a job. It's totally a job that there's no money to pay you with. Uh, so, but I do. I, I have some gigs coming up, and we still split some of that too uh, with the gigs that I get uh, that are coming up in the near future. And you will hear about those things as they happen here too. But that's something that we do behind the scenes as well. But otherwise, I don't know. I have to say, like, uh, and I've shared it when I started the podcast, I have a really hard time with not excelling. 
And I don't know how to make you want to call the voicemail line. I don't know how to make people review the podcast. My mom hasn't done it yet. Um, <laughs> Joey hasn't done it yet. Sarah's husband. So far, it's been Sarah, Michelle, and uh, and me. Um, so that's humbling. <laughs> um, the voicemails, like, I like them when they come in. Like, even the one, like, the coolest thing is when that one lady called. Yes, like, that was so awesome. I don't know if she listens anymore. Like, who is that lady? Like, I, that's a mystery. Uh, that's cool. Like, I look forward to that. I think the opportunity of what that could be if people took a second to call in would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but just finding ways to get more listens, uh, to make this sustainable, to make it worth the time. I'm sure you run into the same thing that I do, where your family's doing stuff or you could be doing like activism or volunteering or resting or spending time outside with your dogs uh, and you're in a room like listening to me talk to myself in a room you know (laughs) like it's just weird and you're like is this worth the time I think in this first year in the things that we learned it's worth it but you know there's still a higher bigger goal that we have with that too and if we were ever at a space where you know even we were getting the downloads to have like small advertisements, you know, where we were seeing like maybe even a hundred dollars a month. It's not going to be like a lot, right? But it's more that we're at a place where we're seeing the fruits of labor somewhat. Um, I'm hoping we're just planting seeds. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> because this is like a multi-year crop, and the the official like step back and hard reflection hours versus input is uh three years into it so we're in year one got two more years to go uh after three years we should have a place where we look at things and see if there's any real difference uh and see if it's worth the time because you know what i find sarah mm. like people don't appreciate stuff sometimes till it goes away that is true that is so very true. um but i don't want to be like Ooh, we're going away <laughs> um because that's not what we're in it for and the other thing too is uh you know the, the good news is this is a business and so the investments that i make into this is something that i can write off so that helps a lot mm-hmm. too if there was ever any income like the ability to spread that out to you would help with that and then the other thing too is anytime you ever needed to drive for that the mileage tracking is yeah. something that we can do to help grow and make your time a bit more worth it too but it's been interesting. It's been an interesting year, and I've never committed to something this long before, uh, this publicly before. And, you know, I know I'm getting better, and that was the original goal, and I have to keep that in mind. Because uh, there's days that there's zero downloads, and the, like when I see two or three zero download days, I'm like, what the man am I doing, man? Why is this worth it? But then there's 75 download days, and I'm like, what the hell happened today? And I don't know what happened. That's what's interesting about it. So I'm feeling good, and I still think it's worth it. And uh, at the very least, I get the tax write-off of uh, a failing business, <laughs> which is good. America's so weird. I know. Who's <laughs> bad? I know, right? Um, so with that, uh, I normally have a lot of asks uh, and things like that for the audience. So I'm going to let you take a second and think while I kind of do my normal spiel okay. of stuff. So what would you like to ask the people that listen regularly? Right. Was there something that you would like to know? So for me, um, it's the regular things. Uh, please subscribe. I think we have a decent amount of subscribers because those downloads from the first couple weeks are always interesting to see. Um, I'm going to make sure you have your, my sign-in info and maybe you keep a tab open like I do mm-hmm. so you can kind of observe that stuff. All you have to do is hit the refresh button, really. Um, I'll also set up the email address on your mail server yeah 
so you can see if anything comes in. A lot of people that have really interesting business opportunities in China. Ah. Yeah. Spam. Spam mail. Yes. <laughs> Mostly. But um, but every now and again you get something real and that's cool and it's interesting. But you know the rate and review would be cool. Like if you listen regularly and you just gloss over the rate and review, like the rate and review would mean a lot to me. And uh, call in. I don't care if you know me. Like call in anyway. Call in because the other listeners might not know you. Um, call in and tell me what your favorite podcast was. Call in and tell me what topic you like the most. Anything that helps. If you were in community with me and helping me make this grow. This would go from, like, all right to phenomenal. But I'm not getting the help from my listeners, from our listeners that I'd like to see. So that's my personal ask. How about you, Sarah? Well, uh, I would go pretty much on that. Like I said, feedback is is, uh, very important. And I think I would ask the listeners, like, whoever listens to this podcast that thinks, well... This time around, I'm pretty sure that somebody will say something. Be that person. You know, like, you probably already know the email by heart. So when you hear this and you think, it would be nice that they get some feedback, do it. You don't have to talk on the phone. You can write. Uh, and it's a, and it can be just to say, I like your podcast or I hate your podcast and this is why. And that's it. And that could be a start of a conversation. Or like Casablanca says, the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yes, yes. So remember, you can always get a hold of us at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-V-I-S-M at cox.net. Or the preferred way is to call the voicemail hotline at 860-576-9393. One of the other breakthroughs that was amazing is I figured out how to make an outgoing message on that. Oh, cool. So, uh... You should call and just hear it. Yes, I will do that. <laughs> but uh, the opportunity to talk, uh, to connect, to share ideas is something that's phenomenal. And for those of you that do listen, um, I know we're complaining about feedback a lot, but I want to appreciate the fact that you do listen, that you are finding value in this, because it does take time, and I appreciate that you're willing to do that with us. And we're looking forward to year two in the project and seeing how all that stuff unfolds. So with that... Thank you for listening, and I appreciate all your time and thoughtful consideration. Is there anything you want to share with them since they never hear from you, Sarah? Happy New Year, and you'll be having a lot more podcasts coming your way. Thank you.